So in terms of a, a practical um, exercise to take this into uh, a space of in the relational field, I just want to context that a little bit for five minutes before we do the exercise. Um, this exercise is actually from uh, the um, therapeutic training that I did in the UK uh, for many years, um, <clears throat> which is very profound. It's based in awareness-based, Buddhist-informed, uh, called Core Process. Um, it's not really that present in the US, more or in Europe and the UK. Um, and it's, it's really uh, trusting, in, in Chogoram Trumpa's term, the, the innate brilliant sanity um, of, of within, the, within, within of reality, within everything, even the most corrupted uh, human uh, manifestation, that there's still possible to access health and sanity and well-being and truth and authenticity. And so it really is a practice around therapeutic healing. And so whatever situation or state uh, someone would come to you as the therapist in, or as uh, that basically rather than pathologizing them and and try to avoid, obviously sometimes it's helpful to have diagnostics, but to avoid that and to rather focus on the innate sanity and health and to... uh, to help that through a process of um, enabling safety and the right kind of um, receptive awareness in relationship and the carefully placed uh, inquiry that that can emerge and does emerge and often with it very, very um, profound healing shifts can happen from very early places that are held often unconsciously in the system. We're not really going to aim for that depth. We don't. <laughs> this was like years of training. <laughs> but, you know, if we were in the room long enough, we would, it would all be there with just these two questions on the board. Uh, but we'll do a little bit. Um, and to, to really, rather than directing the mind in a particular way to a subject, really to explore what's present. Um, and we're, do, we're going to do this in triads. And so someone will be asking a question, someone will be receiving the question, and someone will just be holding the space of awareness. And then each role is um, traversed through, so everyone gets a turn at being in one of those seats. Um, and so really, it's, uh, and I'm going to hold it with quite a clear form, so it's quite contemplative. And uh, I'll be ringing bells at the beginning and the end of each session as we move through the three iterations of the inquiry. Um, and I think each iteration will last for about seven minutes, which is quite a long time when you're on the hot seat. Um, and really, the importance is, you know, I haven't really didn't have a chance to talk about one of the pieces in the book I wrote, A Time to Stand Up, which, is, which looks a lot at deep patriarchy, both in Buddhist structures and relates it to systemic levels and relates it to global warming, etc., the catastrophe of what we're living under right now. Uh, one of the pieces that I really look at is the shift in the archety- archetypal development, psychologically, archetypally, in the human journey from the warrior. It's not to say the warrior. Warrior is very in Theravada Buddhism. The warrior metaphor is very strong, um, and you'll get that a lot through the transmission. But the lover, I think, because of the fear of eros energy and sex, 
is so profound that we, we, we say, well, I don't know about that stuff. <laughs> we sort of tend to veer away from that. But from, from doing that, we, we, there's a loss, a profound loss. Not, I mean, you can do it through metta, Brahmahara, it's a heart, heart center, but sometimes there's a loss of deeper embodiment. You know, let's not go down to those lower chakras, they're a bit tricky when you get down there. But the, the sort of deep eros is an embodied fullness of our erotic energy and it's not I mean it's it's around sexuality but it's actually around our deep relationship with nature with life with eros itself with creativity it's also part of the reclamation of the sacred and part of what's been decimated and one of the things I didn't mention because we 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 know um, probably consciously a lot about the decimation to the first nation people's peoples of color often to colonize peoples but we don't really understand the loss in europe through the witch burnings that went on and the um complete uh, 300 400 years and the inst- in inquisition that basically decimated our own deep connection with our own indigenous uh, knowledge and knowledge of plants knowledge of herbs and that's still going on actually um through pharmaceuticals and so on that's still that um, um deep ripping away um, of and 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 fear, tremendous fear of the intuition and the, you know, even the word faggots, as you know, came from the burning pyres of of witches and probably sensitive gay men and um, and seers and it wasn't just women, mostly was women, children even, but there was the the little pieces of wood that were put on the burning pyre. We, in English, you say, oh, the faggots, you know, but you know, that, that actually came from the burning also of, of homosexuals. So this is tremendous, tremendous violence that's in the memory and not very conscious that still plays out. And, and that someone mentioned the loss of ancestry, the loss of soul, um, and therefore perhaps also feeding into the colonial story from that loss, you know, not to justify it by any means whatsoever. But there was a great searing as well through Europe um, to our own roots. So, you know, the reclamation, the reclamation is small steps when we, you know, to, to reclaim the lover energy, the receptive, the deep feminine is part of our journey for all genders, non-gender, outside the gender binary. It's not so much is about gender, but it is so transcendent of gender as well. It's about deep sensitivity, deep deep receptivity, deep love, deep connection, deep fearlessness, deep creativity, deep empowerment, embodiment, authenticity, truth-telling, intuitive crone kind of energy. You know, all of the stuff that you say, I can't really say that, you know, yes, do fucking say it. (laughs) Please, you know. Um, the, how self-censorship of, of things that are very important and how that lives in us, you know, so the reclamation. So anyway, just to touch into what's present now, where we store a lot of the pre, you know, the cognitive censoring, judging mind, what, you know, the body is so amazing because actually the body remembers everything. It's all in, it's all remembered. It's very unconscious to us most of the time and probably just as well because it would be a bit chaotic trying to walk around with all our fully fledged memories on full operating mode. But um, when we're using this exercise, we're going beneath the cognitive and we're going into the, what's called the felt sense. It's a term that Eugene Gendlin used in his focusing work, which some of you will be familiar with, which is to access knowledge and intuition and understanding um, from the body, really, and from the deep psyche, from the 
um, uh, archetypal realm. Um, so when we say what's happening now, and we're just going to use, I don't want you to veer um, from these questions, I don't want you to engage people's material, I don't want you to try and fix anyone, I don't want you to comment, that's not the job that we have. We're just a presence to enable someone to become connected with their own process. So when I'm receiving the question, what's happening now? I mean, there's actually quite a lot happening now. Uh, there always tends to be, you know, and maybe I'm numb to that, so that's what's happening now. What you choose to say, of course, is within your realm of what you feel comfortable. So I might be aware there's some stuff happening that I thought, oh, that might be a bit embarrassing to talk about that right now. I don't really want to say that, but that's fine. You can, but for you to know what's happening, and then you can just say what's, what's happening. So when you ask the question, it's not like the repeating question of the diamond heart work, which is like quite very powerful in its approach. It's quite yang, actually. This is very yin, in that you're, you're not repeating. You're very sensitive to when to place the question. So you may only place it you know, three or four times during seven minutes. And then if someone says, well, you know, there's a, there's a real feeling of, you know, you're speaking, try and speak also to, well, I think about this, and I'm thinking, you know, just, well, actually, what is it? it's actually felt now what's happening more like what you're feeling, what's happening, I feel a lot of constriction and you know, I feel quite anxious or something like that. And then you can, again, to use very sparingly, how is that for you? How is that for you? And those are the only two questions, so that's the discipline of, of holding the, from the questioning seat. Um, how is that now? What's happening now? Here's that for you. So I've written them up there to remind you. So let's go into um, um, triads, and if there's one left, you can join a triad and go into a quadrad or whatever that's called, and um, um, and then I can take you into the next step, and you know to just go wherever you feel moved to to go when you join with with the group, the two others. And then you might find a space. You can come into the middle of the room more, bring your cushions, your chair, so, so that you have a bit of space around you for each group. And for this exercise, if possible, I think you need to stay in the room because I'm going to be timing it. You can go into fours, that's okay. There's a third person needed over here. It, if you can try and do threes, can you put your hands up if you're just in couples? Stand up. So those in fours, could one of you go to join the couples? It's going to work much easier if you're in threes. Who, who's in fours? Okay, so those are in couples. Maybe, I, maybe are there... There's three couples, so that's six. So you should be able to go into two, four couples. So if you go into threes, and one, so one of you can go. Are you on your own now? Are you two? So one of so. Yeah. 
any teacher like any any teacher like to do? No. Dawn, would you like to be? Yeah, Dawn, why don't you join this? So is everyone's now in a three, I think. Yeah, Dawn's going to join. So try and sit, if you can, on the same level with each other. You're, don't worry if you don't, but you can, you're sort of like connecting. Bodies are connecting um, in relationship. And just when you find your group, just... Um, The person with the, the, the shortest hair is going to start with asking the question. So I'm just going to go quicken this up a bit, and then it will go anti-clockwise. Well, then we're going to change roles. I don't know if it actually goes around in a circle. It's a bit more complicated. Okay, so, so then the person with the next shortest hair gets asked the question. If you've got the same sort of length hair, just kind of figure it out. <laughs> So you need the person that's going to be asking the question and the person that's receiving the question, you need to sit opposite each other. So you're, you're sort of like, there's an con- embodied connection. And, and then as you sit opposite each other, just feel in what feels a comfortable space. If it feels a bit too intimate and claustrophobic, move back a little bit. If you feel a little disconnected, then move forward a little bit. So you, you feel... So there's a sense of energetic connection, but not so it overwhelms, so it just is comfortable. Sure. Do we stay basically, basically with the felt sense in the body? Yeah. And not label emotion? You can, you can use, you can label, that with emo- that's where feeling tone is, you can... What I, don't, I want to avoid is you going into a big cognitive story about what's experienced and why it's experienced and what the history is and where you're going to do about it. It's just like what's happening now, and you you know you take any you know the first sense is a is a sort of orientation point, but you can take it to where to wherever in terms of what's happening now for you. Maybe there's doubt, you know that's happening. I, I don't quite know what to do. I'm not quite sure where to go. And then you just wait, and then you can ask the question again. It just for the person receiving the question, you you have full permission. You can close your eyes or leave them open, because it's not really about the other two people. Actually, you don't have to support them or try and help them or even give them an answer. It's really about this is a, a extra awareness from two other people to support your own inquiry. So you feel into when you hear that question, what's received, what's happening now. And then to respond to the level you feel comfortable with. And then we go from there. Does it feel pretty clear? Was it, is the third person the witness? Yes. Third person, thank you. The, so, so asking the question, I talked a little bit about receiving the question. The third person, you are, just bring your awareness to the whole process. So your attention is with your your. You know, the person receiving the question, your attention is 100% with yourself. The person asking, it's a little bit to the other person, to yourself, and what's called the field, sensing the field between your... The witness is the field, yourself and the field. So you feel the field, and, and you just like, you know, if you can have a little bit of meta in that too, it can help. Just a little tinge of, you know, empathy and openness and... You might feel very averse, that's fine, but you can have meta to aversion, you know. You can still bring it in. <laughs> yeah. The, the witness uh, role isn't really doing anything. It's just sitting there and breathing. Yeah. 
Okay, so I think we can begin. And it's going to be seven minutes each. You go until you ring ring the bell and then I'll guide on.
So the person speaking, um, being asked the question and the person asking a question, just beginning to wrap up, about another minute. So finishing off, and just taking a moment, thank your, thank your partner and then uh, thank each other and then just sitting for a moment quietly and feeling the effect of contact, the body, how is it now, what's happening for you, taking some deep breaths if you need. So the person that received the question goes to the witness position. You might actually want to physically move chairs because it helps, or you could, or not. But so the so so you're off the hook for now. Um, and then the uh, person that was asking the question gets to receive the question, and the witness gets to ask the question. And then once you're in your new configuration, you can just take a few moments to settle again and remembering the question, what's happening now, from time to time, just as a prompt. And then maybe if it feels right to offer a a bit more inquiry support, how is that for you? Taking a breath. Okay.
So there's about a minute left for this round. So just finishing off and then just sitting for a few moments quietly just to feel the impact, particularly for those that have shared maybe some energy moving, returning to sensation in the body that's grounding, soles of the feet, palms of the hands, connection with the earth element, pressure of sitting. And then we can just go into the last iteration. So the role that you haven't done, you're going to now do. Again, taking a moment just to connect with how is it now before you start for for you, what's present, what's being felt, mind state, feelings in the body, the state of mind distracted or present, or just noticing, not having to judge or having to push yourself into a certain form, just being honoring of what's what's unfolding. <clears throat> Okay, so we can go into the last iteration.
It's about a, a minute left. So just finishing. And then when you're ready, you can just take uh, five minutes or so just to talk in your small group about how that was together, what was happening and what the experience was like or how it was to work in each of the different roles. So it's a general kind of feedback to each other.
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting for you. That's perfect time. Oh. So just taking a minute or two to, to wrap up the conversation in your small groups. Did you miss me? I missed you. <laughs> I did. I, I just... So beginning to come back into the larger circle. So what's happening now? <laughs> there are open space and the mics floating around if anyone wants to. If 
Yeah, please. Thank you. What a beautiful experience. Thank you. Um, I think what's going through my head and heart is I feel so held and, I don't know, protected and just so feel the love in this room. And I'm wondering about taking this out in the world, not taking this out in the world, taking me out in the world, where... And I'm going back to something I feel very grateful. I, I'm looking forward to what I go back to. And um, to all of a sudden be around people who don't necessarily understand your reference point. I mean, what I always say is, what other situation, I may have said this before, can you just say nothing? And it's just fine. And it's like, um, we get each other. <laughs> And people, many of the people I encounter in my life, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering about. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm feeling a little grasping. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I like what I'm feeling right now, and um, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, and it changes, and the and the con the context changes, and that impacts us. So the inner transportability of the actual practice. Of um, I mean, just these two questions can carry one quite a long way. In terms of just we we what's happening. No, the context change, and it's not so maybe supportive or loving or honest or affiliation feeling. Um, harsher, unconscious, disconnected, and so just recognizing um, that 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 what emerges internally is also a product of context, it's conditioning, and and then activating our own patternings and our own being interested, and then how do we respond? How do we go into resistance, denial, fear, aggression, um, justification for our responses? turn off, you know, and being really interested in how do we keep the heart uh, connected with a deeper current, how do we create bridges where there aren't any, you know, just by human, going going to the human, many of the cultures that I worked in, in in Tennessee, living there a long time, and on and off, not continually, and in deep KwaZulu, it was very racially and colonial orientated, and deep Zulu community with their particular it's very patriarchal actually and challenges and not my natural metaphor um, and then exploring you know how to just be human with each other and try you know, there's so many structures in the way so many um, natural division points um, so much history and then just uh, how to try and just keep making that contact um, and showing up as a human, showing up with heart, showing up with interest, and and exploring, can continue to explore, so that it, the practice never ends. You know, any context, it's doable. That's that's the important thing to really, in terms of right view, to really understand. It's all workable. Yes, please. 
thank you, Tanisha, for this morning. Um, you speak about uh, a context, and we were reflecting a little bit about what happens during the exercise, and I said it felt so different from other exercises we have done. And I think, for me, that's partly uh, because of your Dhamma talk. So it already brought me in a very soft and vulnerable uh, space. Uh, so that helped me to really get into uh, the exercise as such. So thank you for that. It also leads to a question because I was noticing that I was very present, very grounded. Um, the answers really came from here. And still a light headache was emerging during me speaking and it only uh, disappeared um, after uh, I moved into the witnessing role and I've always uh, thought that these headaches were related to be me being too mindy, uh, uh, trying too hard and I saw no, that that wasn't the case. So would you have any thoughts on that? Um, it's very interesting to me how um, how deep this process can take us in terms of the body's wisdom and what actually starts to emerge and what we thought was happening from our cognitive is not actually what's happening. I don't know, of course, what's happening for you exactly, but there can be a certain, especially when we go into a deeper receptive space and we're not so defended, we haven't got so much armoring. The, the way that we armor, you know, as the body and the psyche opens and then the encouraging that with the kind of um, awareness-based, invitational, receptive mode. So this is really the depth feminine, uh, depth yin, to take it out of gender. But um, the, uh, there can be the release of like a shock effect in the body and that one of the classical places that can be felt is in the head. Can a slightly disassociative experience where you sort of feel a bit sort of um, lightheaded or strange sensation or uh, not quite here. So I, I always find that the, the the sensation in the brain is a very good indicator for me in terms of how grounded or how disassociated and what a shock effect is being released. A lot of the themes I touched on this morning are connected with deep trauma, deep shock in, it, in the body level. And a lot of our ways of coping are to be very armored from what, what is actually deeply felt. So, um, so some of that will come out So as permission. You know, when you have a question like what's happening now, it's deep permission to actually feel and be with what you you are being with. And so I think, uh, I think well, the important thing out of all of this is to really realize um, what a conduit of information embodied, embodiment actually is. And that how, again, historically, for some of the reasons I touched into, how um, divorced we have been pulled out from that deep connection. And we feel it, but we don't trust it, and then we overly rationalize. But So somehow reconnecting with our own embodiment and the own intelligence of the body in the felt sense is part of that reclamation process. And it can take us through journeys of discomfort in embodiment. It will, it can, it will. And, um, yeah, just a few sort of slightly random thoughts. Yeah, uh, sorry, Taran. Uh, um, I feel like I have to do this on behalf of all of my ancestors. 
Hang on. I feel like you've given us this deep transmission from the womb of the universe, and man, I needed it. Um, I had a, a more practical question for you as well. I'm not worthy. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. Um, so, conscious awareness feels different to me, and it's something that here at Spirit Rock it happens quite a bit. People talk about awareness mm. rather than like sati. Mm. And sati, I was just reading um, Analeo's, you know, mm. book this morning, and it's it's sort of it's so masculine in the way that mm. it's approached. And I don't know whether the actual experience of sati or the quality of sati is masculine, but awareness feels like more receptive mm. in a way. And is that mm. a conscious thing that happens mm. here at Spirit Rock? And even in your in mm. your uh, guided meditation this morning, mm. you were talking about awareness rather than mindfulness. Mm. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I think that I I, don't, I can't speak on behalf of Spirit Rock, um, uh, but I but I feel that there's a, a constant corrective going on around how things have been languaged or placed, and psychologically, the impact of that psychologically, and then the shaping of that in terms of how we can actually access insight, and sometimes the language and the metaphors can alienate us from the insight. And certainly the word mindfulness, which is a very bad English translation <laughs> of sati sampajanya, um, can do that. You know, And it's really, especially as it's taken into the scientific, the cognitive, the rational, the um, narrative of fixing and almost like enabling us to live within these systems at de-stressed levels rather than actually challenging the system itself. Because it's often unhooked from depth wisdom. So I think when I'm talking about uh, awareness, it's, it's the mindfulness is the activity of placing attention. But it actually, mindfulness um, starts to open into panya, wisdom. And prajna, paramita, deep wisdom, is the depth of actually unconditioned awareness. It's the, you know, that pure essence of consciousness which allows then wisdom to then inform and illuminate the activity of mindfulness. So they, they need to be linked and connected together. And when you look at the, it's more named in the Mahayana, you know, we have an image of Prajnaparamita, which actually is a metaphor for the deep womb of awareness, which births the Buddhas. So the, the, the cause really for Buddha wisdom as it's articulated and manifests in the world is the deep primal um, intuitive awareness, you know, non-differentiated, non-articulated. That is the womb from which the Buddhas emerge. So the deep principle, the founding principle is the depth feminine, you know. So, um, I, and that often isn't named and held in that way. And I think you get it with words like uh, sati, um, mindfulness married with uh, yoni somani sakara, which is often translated as wise reflection. Yoni literally means womb, 
Mani means mind, Sikara means from karma to make, to do, to put the womb, to put the mind in the womb of awareness. So when you do that, you're really hitting like the heart sutra territory when there's this mm. deep contemplation. Vipassana isn't like then seeing things as object. It's coursing the depths of the mystery. And, mm. and objects are known as, as part of the subjective field. It's not then differentiated as that's out there. It's known directly as deeply intimate. So that's why... You know, when Titnat Han says we're here to awaken out of our separateness, he's talking at that depth of realization when there is no other. You know, at some point it's all, um, all Kuan Yin's enlightenment. You know, it's all, it's known not as an object, but known, you know, Kuan Yin or Avalokiteshvara, to whom the Heart Sutra is being taught, is the archetype of compassion. So deep compassioning is that deep receptivity to what is. Yeah. So all of that really often doesn't get brought into mindfulness as an activity, which is more looking at objectifying, managing, maybe even controlling again. And, you know, it's very skillful, but I, I think it misses again this insolment, you know, of the depth where we re- arrive back into our natural state of being. Because what I'm talking about is our natural state of being, really. American hug. Thank you. Maybe one last comment. Sure. Um, I am so grateful for that exercise because I got to bring in my joy body. Um, I was. I was feeling, you know, the pain in the shoulder and the rawness of this area of third chakra unclosed because of childhood trauma and sure. then the, the the womb and the country of my womb and the and then st- suddenly for me every cell for me it's not differentiating the animal body it is the holy body and the physical body and the the body of joy and the spirit body and the heart body and suddenly there was all this sparkling energy <laughs> sparkle on (laughs) let's just sparkle on Yeah, and and I I realized how I feel like I have to amputate or take off those bigger parts of me when I come into this form and I just felt sorry because I want to bring the whole the whole body in Thank the you for saying that. And may it be so, and may we all be able to, to do that and not leave stuff at the door. Yeah. Or welcome in the temple. Thank you, everyone. Let's uh, take a pause there. Yeah. I think we need to go to the practical. Thank you, Tanisra. And it's sort of hard to change levels after that depth teaching of presence of the this possibility of holding our experience with that sense of tenderness and softness feeling that we're supporting each other in opening in that way beautiful thank you
And then there's shuttles. So today is Wednesday, last full day of our time together. We leave, go our separate ways tomorrow. Feels like we've been here forever, doesn't it? It does kind of to me. Seems a long time since we sat in this configuration. So being the last day, it means there are some changes that happen. Um, Kathy has asked you all to please check the notice board. There'll be information up there about shuttles and when they're leaving. And as much as we might like to rest in the womb of awareness, the shuttle drivers perhaps are not, and they have a schedule and a timetable to keep to that we have to honor to get to where we need to go tomorrow. So please check. And there's also often more notes as we come to the end of a retreat. So just check regularly the, the bulletin board. This afternoon, what we'll be doing is um, basically an open practice time, you know, going into our usual home groups, a talking lunch, and then um, coming back into silence as you come up the hill, and then at 2.30, beginning formal practice in silence, whether you do sitting or walking, but not a schedule. Movement will happen at the same time at 3.30. Uh, sorry, 3.15. And some of us will be meeting with you in individual interviews. Again, if you haven't been scheduled for one over the week, this is your last chance, so please let us know. I think we do have everyone. And at um, 2.30 p.m., Ruth is offering an open group practice discussion And I was meant to announce it and say there's a sign-up out there, but I see it's already completely signed up. So we, you know, just through um, the the space in the council house, we wanted to just have 20 people there. So that will be offered. And Dawn has said that if you're in that group or doing anything else and you want to come late to the yoga or need to leave early for work meditation or other meeting, She says you're welcome to do that. It's really offered as a support, so fluidity with that. And that she will be sitting in with the meetings that Tanissa is having this afternoon with with students. So again, if, if that's okay with you, it's a great support for her. If you'd rather not, just say so and she'll step out. And then at four o'clock, we all need to gather here for the closing announcements, the kind of practical uh, part of our time together, really important. So please, whatever you've been doing, to come back in here to the hall at 4 p.m. So in a moment, we will go to the home groups. And again, our recommendation is, as a practice, to always have a copy of the guidelines. If you don't have one, please go see the managers. I'm sure they have more or borrow one from someone and just read them to start your time together so that we have that sense of shared understanding of of how best to use that time and support each other. I think that was all of... No, I know. I think that was all of my more logistical announcements, but there was one more announcement that I'm turning to Temple for. Um, Before I go into that announcement, just to underscore again, um, the last day there can be uh, 
bubbling up energy. Um, and it's great if when we come back into the silence that uh, we can do that. It's just a kindness to each of our nervous systems. If we can um, have that silent time, it helps us digest all the interactive times so we don't get disembodied or as disembodied. And then tonight, um, uh, what we'd like to uh, organize and what we'd like to have tonight is something that we call uh, community sharing. And community sharing, um, there's so many people in the room, so many modes of, uh, so many paramis uh, in each one of us, that when we come to the end of the week together, um, we're going to have something where... um, uh, individuals or pairs or small groups um, can share something in the mode you want to share it, um, however that looks for you. Uh, this is not a karma-free event, so you might consider that. <laughs> but keeping karma and uh, non-harming in mind, um, how and what would you like to share with a group? Um, so that often some of you are poets and you've written things that you would like to share. Some of you are musicians and you might have a song or something rhythmic you want to share. Some of you are storytellers and you want to tell a brief story about your own bag of rice (laughs) or how your Dharma path has passed through um, beautiful territory or challenging territory. As Lisa pointed out and some of you mentioned, it doesn't have to go towards um, pleasant. It doesn't have to go towards happy, happy. we can be real with each other um, within that window, uh, guided by wisdom and kindness. But if you have things that you want to share that um, have that tone that's completely welcome, it doesn't have to be always upbeat and entertaining or going for laughs. Um, Some people have in the past enjoyed uh, roasting teachers. So (laughs) if you want to roast a teacher or two, um, or get in a pair that roasts a teacher or two, and if you can do that within uh, two or three minutes, based in kindness, uh, uh, we all need our egos pointed at, but no one wants their egos uh, sliced open cruelly. But uh, if you want to get us, uh, that's totally fine, or get each other, or get the Buddha or the Dharma, um, that's that's fine. It's all good nature. So anyways, it's open, and there's a sign-up sheet uh, outside. Um, there's a lot of numbers there. We don't have to have that many. Um, we know how to fill time with just uh, the sweetness of listening um, and have space between them. But if people do want to offer something, and again, think about that um, two- or three-minute uh, poetic pith of what you want to offer. Um, sign up there, and then uh, Mr. Thomas has offered to be our MC. Is that, is that still true? <laughs> so uh, Thomas isn't organizing it, but when it comes to the actual event, uh, Thomas will help um, be the, the conductor of the evening. Yeah. So that will be, that's a sweet offering. So um, think, among, uh, think to yourselves what you want to, uh, you might want to offer and how you want to offer it. Feel deep into your heart body, your expanded spirit body, your uh, animal body, and see on what level you want to um, you want to share or in- integrating all of them. <clears throat> we can fill it um, 
uh, now we probably add to it uh, over um, the lunch period. But that would just give us a sense of the size and the number and sort of get a sense of what we're um, looking at in terms of how many people we're trying to coordinate. If we had this, if we had the space for it, we could. But just so that if people have organized something, you should write it down because we'll probably give a priority to people who have pre-planned something. Um, but if there was space, there probably would be something. But we have to kind of just do a time, just to keep it, you know, somewhat spacious, not crowded. Um, okay. And um, very sadly, I won't be here tonight. I have to go to Berkeley to teach a class, but I'm coming back afterwards, and I'm going to feel the glow of whatever happens, or or the pain. Yeah, it's a it's a great time. To, it's a great time to roast the teachers. Really, go for it. I mean, don't hold back. We can take it. We can take it. What I said about slicing the soul open raw. Don't worry, we have years of practice. Years of practice. So if you gotta do it, you gotta unleash, kill us like Kali. Um, and I'll hear the news reports, so. <laughs> yeah, and then, oh wait, uh, I unkarmically hook myself to that suggestion, if I can. <laughs> So um, <clears throat> we're going to have a, also a talking tea dinner time. But when you come up the hill, do give yourself the silence before the evening, um, just so you have some time of uh, letting your nervous system settle. So um, after, the, after the meeting with the managers, whatever time left, you can go down the hill, uh, start conversation if you want. But when you come back up, there'll be some time where you'd be um, quiet or practicing your um, your roasts. <laughs> but if you're going to talk and prepare and whatnot, uh, try to keep it down the hill um, if you can, or in one of the small groups, uh, small meeting rooms. But you have to kind of still be in a low tone. You can't be in your raucous mode. Um, otherwise, it spills out. Okay, everyone, enjoy your afternoon. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.